0: Hi there, this is Patrick Belton of Insuretech, FintechRevolution.com and Q Digital. Today's podcast uh, concerns innovation centers and the requirement for uh, a broad sense of discipline in not just establishing your innovation center at your organization or hub or whatever you want to call it, but in how it's being run, led and managed. So, I'm going to touch upon certain key highlights and then expand on each each point. The first key thing I would suggest is that you establish rules together. So the collective group of the individuals involved working as team members in your innovation hub, they need to sit down with their, their leader, whoever that is, and establish rules together. Sounds like a simple thing, but many innovation hubs, especially in the insurance industry, financial industry, don't do this. It, it is Look, it's accepted practice that within the confines of innovation centers, that these rules should be established and abided by. And the purpose of these rules is not to stifle innovation center creativity, but instead it's intended to channel it down a productive path. And the absence of rules or guidelines And the absence of a creation of a safe space means that your innovation center will not be successful in execution, nor be successful in creative innovation endeavors. So to that end, here are several rules I'll highlight, keywords and thoughts that I suggest your innovation center should consider embracing along with me mentioning some, some other things that you need to avoid doing in order to avoid failure in your innovation process. One thing is lack of discipline. I have seen in observing a number of innovation centers what a lack of discipline does to them. It is destructive of employee morale. It leads to staff churn or turnover. It leads to staff bitterness, actually, in some situations and discombobulation and conflict. It is anything but pretty. The next thing is create a safe space. Creation of a safe space. This is crucial. Your innovation center requires leadership, competent, mature leadership that remains steadfast, disciplined, thoughtful energetic creative permissible flexible always working towards maintaining a safe space for free expression of thoughts and ideas because keep in mind the staff members your innovation team are challenging your company orthodoxy the way you think and the way you act so that can't be that's there's got to be a safe space where that is per where permission exists for that to take place and there's no blowback. Safe space, the creation of it, engenders comfort, and comfort, in turn, engenders a family-like atmosphere, and that, in turn, fosters a stronger sense of team, and that team produces results because it will embrace making sacrifices together. The next thing to note is bravery and courage. Bravery and courage partly emanate from your guidelines, from your rules of engagement, from channeling and creation of a safe space. The end result of such courage is willingness to embrace experimentation and accept failure in doing so, to set the achievement bar higher than ever before in a complete unequivocal embracement of failure as a necessary part of the innovation process It is often through failure that accidental innovative discoveries are going to be made. The next key item is what I call constraints and restraint. It is crucial that your firm strike the appropriate balance between having too much of or too little of restraint, constraint, guidelines, rules and boundaries. Sometimes finding this balance proves to be a struggle and is elusive. And this is especially the case when you do not have the right leadership in place for your innovation center. Some modicum of constraint has the effect of encouraging your innovation center's efforts as it has the effect of guiding it along. Through some degree of constraint, boundaries are found, and these boundaries have the effect of channeling everyone's efforts. They're not intended to stamp out genius or creativity and thinking outside the box. Just the opposite, actually. Constraint engenders guidelines, and in guidelines, we find structure to the Innovation Center team's interactions. And with that, we find more successful execution normally. Without such guidelines and the resulting structure that comes along with it, you will witness your innovation center struggling to coordinate their innovation activities, and there will be drift. Next key thing is discipline. How then is it possible for your firm to strike this balance that we're talking about and bring in some sense of discipline to your innovation and yet remain creative? Is disciplined innovation even possible? Well, it is possible because we're talking about your approach to innovation being disciplined. This does not impinge upon your creatives per se. Your firm will find the discipline necessary to succeed through the collective establishment and subsequent employment of some simple rules that govern your key steps in your firm's innovation process. These rules provide the basic structure needed to channel people. The rules help to avoid bureaucracy suffocating your team's efforts, your innovation team's efforts. Thus, the basic rules foster the balance that you desire between suffocating bureaucracy and unwieldy chaos of having no rules whatsoever. Next key thing is channeling. Channeling is critical, critical, absolutely critical to the success of your innovation center and its team members. Without it, your center will fail. The channeling leads to better employment and coordination of your human resources and more efficient and prudent use of the material resources at hand in the innovation process. And just a reminder, what is innovation? I want to remind you of what innovation is or perhaps what it harkens to. And we can come up with many keywords or singular thoughts, but three jump to me right away: radical innovation, sustained innovation, and breakthrough innovation. Innovation involves your organization's attempts to create original business models, products, and processes, of all of which are intent on engendering true economic value. So, what are the goals of innovation? These would include things such as helping staff. Um, Improving customer experience, driving revenue, uh, perhaps distinguishing your firm from the competition, allowing for new product and service creation. The end goals are numerous. We can come up with many more. So overarching rules, the application of them to your innovation. Your, your innovation center needs to engage in, sometimes, lengthy discussions to create and establish, it, establish its own set of unique, simplified rules of engagement. So this is not just done at the outset in establishing the center, but you do this throughout the lifetime of the center. You revisit them at times. All of the innovation center's requisite team members will follow these overarching rules that they all had a hand in establishing. It is with these rules that are governing your innovation center efforts that actual innovation is sustained. It gives cause to the platform for it to thrive in its entirety. A key thing to keep at the forefront is that the overarching rules that your innovation center establishes dovetail directly with your firm's strategy. The two go hand in hand. Your rules have the effect of facilitating innovation by assisting your center to discern, prioritize, and select the best or the most likely to succeed ideas. Overarching rules that I strongly suggest you should keep in mind include these things. First is screening. Screening innovation in order to identify the most promising innovations in front of you. To this end, One would assume that part of your innovation effort rules see that your efforts are dedicated towards assisting your frontline sales and service staff or those that are directly engaged with your customer base on a day-to-day basis, including, of course, claims, staff, and insurance organizations. Another overarching rule is joy. An extension of this, which really evolves into another overarching rule, is that screening innovation process or this your your actual screening innovation process that you engage in it should also include accounting for innovations that bring authentic joy into your customer engagement the authentic, this like this concept of authentic joy is what creates memorable experiences for your customers reinforcing your brand and enhancing loyalty and keeping them coming back for more Your business and your innovation center cannot be sustained by only the pursuit of profit and efficiency. You must also embrace joy in life. We must all do this. You must incorporate joy into your innovation center and its processes. And keep in mind that wherever we find joy in life or in our pursuits, that passion often comes along with it. And who doesn't want passionate, driven employees working in concert in the pursuit of coordinated goals while reaching for the sky at the same time. Another overarching rule concerns differentiation. And then after that, we'll touch on inclusion and abstractions and bottom up and shoot from the hip and never borrow in flexibility and practicality, economic value and efficiency and balance and adjusting your business model and your innovation system, embracing conflict. Those are the basic ones we're going to highlight. So, differentiation. uh, This overarching rule involving differentiation concerns your innovation center, where in part, it must include this rule because this helps to set you apart from your competition. It also fosters brand awareness, brand loyalty, and creates memorable experiences for your customer base. Next rule, inclusion. An overarching rule is inclusion, and this is fundamental. I've witnessed firsthand innovation centers that are constructed in the opposite manner, constructed based upon exclusion. And this cannot be done. These flawed innovation centers embracing exclusion harkens to situations wherein staff work in effective isolation from one another on their projects with little communication or involvement of them with the rest of the team members with leadership that encourages exclusion even so far as not inviting certain members with expertise that's relevant to meetings involving their knowledge arena. For example, I can recall one innovation center I observed where two members of the executive leadership team were seen in the boardroom on a shared smart screen going through an online demonstration from a third-party vendor, a software development firm, who had a solution for a CRM system with other features attached to it. Amazingly, the two executives in attendance neglected to invite or include any member of the innovation center. In an innovation center whose responsibility it was to advance such things. I was astounded. It never occurred to these operational executives that the technology innovation team should be reviewing any potential software that might be purchased by the company. Obviously, this is sheer and utter leadership and competence. When this situation was raised with those two leaders, the reactions were defensive and then they attacked the messenger delivering the message. That was a morale killer for the innovation team members, and it fostered what I call a crisis of defeat amongst the innovation center personnel. Next point is abstractions. This is the next rule. Avoid at all cost overarching rules that are excessively broad or broad principles, as these become nothing more than platitudes, abstractions, and aspirations because they were trying to account for or capture too many processes or hopeful pursuits. They lack specificity. They do not provide any guidance whatsoever. An example of this would be leadership stating an overarching rule should be something like, quote unquote, act collaboratively. Aside from this stating the obvious, it means nothing in practice. It is too general in nature An overarching rule that is effective draws down to things more specific than act collaboratively. Collaboratively. So avoid rules that offer platitudes. Avoid rules that are aspirational. These do not channel your innovation center. These do not provide any useful guidelines. These do not foster any sense of discipline in your center. The members of your center will be forgetful of aspirational junk. They will ignore it. So why do it? A rule should target something specific, not something general in nature. Next rule, bottom up. An overarching rule to keep in mind is to never dictate a rule from the top. Any and all effective rules are created by those that they are meant to govern. So create the safe space wherein your innovation center team members get together and set out to discuss, debate, and create the rules that will govern and effectively channel their work. Dictating rules from the top will result in staff churn, poor morale, inability to recruit capable talent, and outright failure. If you want the buy-in from members on the overarching rules intended to guide their work, then make certain they have a hand in their creation. Also, you want to dive into all of their individual and collective work and life experiences in the creation of your rules of governance. The value in their contributions is immeasurable. Next point, next overarching rule, shoot from the hip. For your innovation center, never, ever shoot from the hip and make decisions on a whim. I have seen this firsthand in a couple of innovation centers at various firms, and the harm it brings to those firms and their ability to compete in the marketplace is tremendous. The let's decide our rules on a whim and on the fly, and from leadership shooting from the hip, is willfully ignorant of relevant data as well as in-house staff expertise and is a failure to recognize inherent personal biases. Next, overarching rules never borrow. Another, and this is critical, never ever borrow and adopt rules from another organization. Your rules must always be developed naturally and organically with sincere wide inclusionary involvement of all of your team members. Doing so gives cause to your team members owning these rules that they had a direct hand in creating. If your company adopts and follows the rules of another firm you cannot expect to achieve the same successful results that the other firm found. Different company, different people, Different culture, different geography. Your rules must dovetail with your staff, your company's strategic orientation, and your culture. Next rule is flexibility. Your overarching rules are not always definitive once they are created. They are subject to testing, to discovery, and adjustment according to the results that are observed. They will evolve and improve gradually over time. So open-mindedness is necessary. And keep in mind that your overarching rules are not intended to stamp out individual judgment or individual discretion or individual creativity. The tenth rule. Practicality, economic value, efficiency. These things are critical. Your rules should account for your Innovation Center's initiatives to gain understanding and then be employed in a practical manner in your operations. Therefore, a rule should be to seek breakthroughs that are practical. This will result in creative efforts lining up with your company's strategy. It will also ensure that company abilities and resources are fully leveraged. This type of rule ensures that wider support within your firm is obtained, leading to more successful execution. By including the notion of practicality, you are ensuring that costs and expenses are kept in checked and balanced against the idea of originality. This line of thinking feeds into another rule that innovation should result in economic value of some sort being found throughout your innovation process. The rules of practicality creation of economic value will focus team members on locating efficiencies in their work, which in part means that they may reuse some existing components, quote unquote, rather than making your innovation a purely original play all of the time. And finally, this leads us into another overarching rule that of efficiency, the pursuit of efficiency as a result of innovation, as well as the efficiency of effort in the pursuit of innovation is critical. Another rule here is concerns balance within the confines of your innovation center. Make sure to balance your employment base between those who possess an analytical bent with those who tend to be more classified as creatives. Managing creatives is inherently challenging, and most business leaders are ill equipped to work with them in a successful manner, especially in the insurance industry and financial industry. Along these lines, never pair a leader who is oriented towards being an administrative technocrat type of person with, with, with an innovation team beneath them that is partly comprised of creatives. Innovation center leaders need to be open minded, flexible progressive, willing to experiment to take risks, embrace ideation and counterfactual thinking. Unfortunately, I've witnessed several innovation centers where the leadership was threatened by counterfactuals and completely shut down ideation and the creative element. This makes no sense in the context of an innovation center which is supposed to innovate and thereby challenge operational orthodoxy. The wrong leadership will not embrace this and it will lead to obvious dysfunction in the innovation center. Next rule is adjust the business model. Constant revision and evolution of your business model is required to succeed in our rapidly changing economy and society. Your rules need to incorporate doing away with traditional business planning and strategic orthodoxy wherein a strategy is set on a five-year plan with annual revisits. Society, technology, the economy, and your business arena are changing too excessively fast for your innovation center to adopt five-year or annual time horizons. Instead, embrace Part of a startup mentality wherein meaningful adjustments to business models are realized soon after launch of anything and are constantly revisited. The next rule is innovation ecosystem, embrace conflict. Immerse your center, your innovation center, and its members members in your local, regional, and national innovation communities. This rule is crucial to your center's success. Innovation does not occur in isolation or detached from your local ecosystem. Exposure to others, their ideas, conflicts in society and clashing of ideas is necessary to innovate. Ensure that your team members are networking in the larger innovation community in their region of work. This clustering is important for learning and guiding your firm forward and building on the knowledge of others some of your best innovations may be borrowed to a degree from different industries that your team members were exposed to through their involvement in the regional innovation ecosystem. I recall observing one innovation center wherein the leadership was oblivious to the regional innovation ecosystem as were its team members. No one was encouraged to participate in it or even realized it was important to do so. Not one individual in the innovation center was involved in the local innovation ecosystem, which honestly left me speechless as this fact only brought harm to that company's efforts to innovate. Along these lines, your innovation center leadership and corporate leadership outside of the center must comprehend and embrace the fact that innovation is communal and that will entail sustained and deep conflict at times. But this open exchange of ideas is necessary to advance your firm's best interests. The leader of your innovation centre must push intellectual conflict and accept it, but weak leaders will not. You must have a person with strong character and openness as the center's leader. As mentioned earlier, observed centers where the leadership shut down any challenges of ideas or the operations or the company orthodoxy because those leaders refused to accept that the DNA of an innovation center is to challenge orthodoxy, to question it. Instead, these weak leaders wanted champions of their own ideas with no questioning of, questioning of them. Such blind adherence to the leader's wishes is a morale killer and an innovation killer. Look, by no means have I exhausted mentioning any and all rules that your innovation center should entertain or consider incorporating. The purpose of this podcast is simply to engage your mind down and along that path of thinking. So that's it for today's podcast. It's Patrick Belton of uh, Q Digital and InsureTechFinTechRevolution.com. Until next time.